Welcome to Feed Your Health, a weekly podcast with your host, Morgan Shepard, where we'll be taking a deep dive into the big dial movers of health, focusing on movement, nutrition, and stress management. You'll get tangible takeaways, tactical knowledge, and exclusive stories to inspire and empower you on your transformational health journey. Let's get thriving. Welcome to the podcast. Today, I'm going to be talking about how building a business is a lot like creating body transformation. Both require you to level up to a CEO mindset, doing the deep work to figure out who you want to become, because ultimately your lifestyle needs to change. And yes, I know, it's all about lifestyle. I'm not talking about quick fixes, fad diets, obsessive workout plans, or gimmicks. I'm talking about real change, behavioral, mindset, etc. How you look at the world, how you look at yourself, and how you interact with both of those. I'm also talking about one of the biggest hurdles that people struggle with when trying to lose weight. And that's how their emotions, stress, and exhaustion levels play a role in their relationship with food. Doing the work to develop the tools and skills and those healthy coping mechanisms to help navigate that relationship is part of the necessary lifestyle shift in order for you to make forward progress. As they say, change your mind, change your body. So you have to sit down and think about the future that you want. You have to know why you want it. Why do you want to make a change? Is it to look good? To feel good? To be able to move better? To fit into your clothes? To feel stronger? To have adventures and keep up with your friends and family? Because I know that that's the one for me that's important. I want to be able to rave. I want to be able to do triathlon. I want to be able to go on hiking adventures and travel the world if I have money and the time. And just be able to function in the world as I get older. So think about how this change is going to affect your life. And what will that future look like? Ask yourself, what behaviors does the future version of you have? What does their routine look like? Do they work out? Do they have daily walks? Do they grocery shop weekly and have a meal prep Monday? I mean, I'm not always on top of that, but that's the ideal. I go grocery shopping every other week. I meal prep When it's necessary and I have foods for the week, does that happen yet? No. But we're talking about what the ideal is. Do they have a support network of friends and family that are also inspired to help live a healthier life? Community is everything. Some of the things that I think about when I'm thinking about the future version of me that I want to become, she goes through her day with ease. Sure, there are challenges and hurdles. You know, we can't avoid that. But there is structure and a plan for how to handle those challenges. Exercise and walking are already built into my day so that I don't even have to think about it. And then when rough weeks happen, I'm still able to meet those goals. I'm still able to show up for myself and do the workout and make sure that I'm eating right and make sure that I'm getting in the walk, even when I have a rough week. And the future version of me knows how to delegate things that I don't have time for. I mean, ideally, in a perfect world, I have a house cleaner. (laughs) I have, you know, someone who grooms my dogs so I don't have to wrestle with them to do it myself. I have someone who has planted my garden and made it look beautiful and then I just have to, like, maintain it. So I know how to delegate things to other people, family members, friends, other members of my team, outside help, if I have to pay extra for, like, a meal prep service so that I can make time for other things that are more of a priority, then I will. 
That future version of me knows what my priorities are and is able to consistently put them first. I also know how important it is for me to take time off work, to have a cutoff time at the end of the day, but also to make sure that I'm taking off two days a week, weekends. A lot of the world does not have a 40 to 60 hour work week. They have rest periods built into their system, built into their day. We really need to be better about that. So learning and accepting that rest and recovery are imperative to being a high functioning individual is key. How does this future version of you talk to yourself and others? Are you speaking in a kind manner? Are you non-judgmental? Can you be compassionate to yourself when you encounter struggles or hurdles or obstacles that sort of like derail you and fuck up your entire week or day? Do you give yourself grace during those challenging situations because you know how hard it is and that none of it is your fault and you don't have to feel shame and you don't have to feel guilt? Something else to think about? What does this future version of you no longer do? For me, being a vegan and also working to build muscle and transform my body into a more strong aesthetic, which is the goals that I'm working towards right now, being in charge of my food is really important. And just as I'm able to give myself grace when I'm not able to be in control, I also know that I have a choice most of the time and that I'm able to make the choices that I need to make without letting my fear of what other people think play a role. So it used to be that I was really embarrassed when I chose the healthier version of something off the menu, or if I ordered an extra side of protein, or if like I didn't eat the fried things, or I didn't eat that slice of cake. But I know what my priorities are, and I know what works for me. So I try not to let that fear of judgment impact how I show up for myself, how I show up with the choices that I'm making. And I know letting go of that fear of judgment and being confident and determined to stick to my goals is really hard because we're so ingrained with that. We're so ingrained to constantly be worrying about what other people are thinking of us and that they might have some negative opinion of what we're choosing to do. But do you, you know, as I say, you do you, boo. I've said that a couple of times too many, but it's really important if you're going to put yourself first and you're going to make these choices for your goals that you don't let this fear overpower you. Because often we'll take something that someone has said or thought and we will make it a million times worse. We are usually more critical of ourselves than other people, but we have a tendency to take the things that people say and amplify them so much more so that they are affecting us to a higher level than that person ever intended. And in fact, most of the time, people aren't even judging you. They're thinking about themselves. Don't worry about what other people are saying or thinking. I want you to practice speaking nicer to yourself and to practice speaking nicer about other people. We have a tendency to get wrapped up in judgment and not just of ourselves, but of other people. And the more we perpetuate that judgment of other people, the more likely we are to judge ourselves. So the next time that you catch yourself making nasty comments about somebody else or judging somebody's outfit, you know, I know we all do it. Pause and think of something nice instead, because you wouldn't want that said about you. And you're also trying to train your brain to say nicer things about yourself 
for when you have those moments where negative talk is spiraling and you're just in this rut, you know? We want to avoid that. So if you practice training your brain before you even get to that point, you'll be better off. So focus on the positive and your successes. Celebrate your effort. That's super important. And think about how you can start removing negativity from this whole transformation process. Is it showing up in how you talk to yourself? Is it showing up in how you talk about others or how you talk about the process? Are you complaining that everything is too hard? Are you complaining that you have to eat healthy foods? Could you find a way to make them taste better? To enjoy your workout more? To talk about your workout from the benefits that you're getting rather from how hard it is? Talk about how you're learning something new, how you're growing, how you're changing. Not about how long it's taking you to get somewhere or how long it's taking you to lose those two extra pounds. Be compassionate. Building a new version of you will take time. And it's going to take a lot of different attempts that just don't seem to be moving you forward. But you are learning and growing and you're supposed to fuck up. Nobody's consistent all of the time. Nobody is perfect at sticking to all of their new desired habits. On my journey, I made so many wrong turns. I tried so many different things unsuccessfully many times, but it was able to look at that obstacle, that challenge, or I don't like to use the word failure, but I was able to look at that and be like, okay, what can I learn from this? What did work in this situation? What do I now know about myself that I can use next time? You know, it's all a giant experiment and a test of your patience, honestly, because it takes fucking a long time. Lifestyle change is not going to wake up and just be like, oh, I'm a new person. I do these things now. That's why we're having this conversation. In order to level up to that CEO mindset, you need to know where you're going. You need a roadmap. You need to sit down and be like, what does this person look like? What did they do? What are their behaviors? How do they show up? What is their day like? How do they plan their week? Now, obviously, this list that you're writing, go write a list, do it. Yep, it's an ideal. You know, you're not going to necessarily get there right away and you may never get there. But having a vision, having a roadmap is going to help you change. Develop the mindset to stay on track, prioritize your health and keep moving forward no matter what obstacles come up that temporarily derail you. Yeah, it's hard. Y'all know I love a good journal session. So go back through this podcast episode, take out a piece of paper, and answer all the questions that I put forward. What are the behaviors that make you the healthiest version of you? Make a list. I know you already know what to do, but writing it down will help you visualize that. Will help you begin to be like, okay, this is where I want to go. Take stock of where you are now, and then see the gap in the middle. And that gap, break it down. Break it down into action steps. Break it down into daily non-negotiables. Break it down into the little changes that you can begin to make in your life now so that in five years, you can have made that progress. You have become that person. Five years is a long time. You know, people talk about selling six-week packages, eight-week packages, 12-week packages. Bitch, please. Talk to me in five years. Stay with something consistently. For five years, you will see change. It doesn't have to be five years, okay? But like, you get my point. <laughs> it's not going to take you 12 weeks. I'm sorry. If you're trying to lose 
50 pounds, it's not going to take you 12 weeks. It will take you longer because there will be hurdles and things will happen and life will happen and this will happen and that will happen and you will go on vacation and you will come back from vacation and you will be exhausted and things will change at work. And all of these little things will happen. The weather, global warming, voting. Things are going to make you sit in a corner and cry at some point. And you're going to probably turn to your food and be like, I'm going to eat this because I can't, I can't deal with life. So factor that in to your timeline. And then when it happens, you won't feel like it's taking forever because you already know. You already know it's going to take a long time. One more caveat that I want to throw in because... I'm coming from a background of having a very fixed mindset and being afraid of hard effort and feeling like everything that I do, that I did, had to be perfect. I still struggle with this. I am a perfectionist, which is a problem because that is not how we grow. I have this problem sometimes where I need something to be so perfect before I can even put it out in the world that I don't even bother to do it. I get so wound up about it needing to be perfect that I can't even start. Don't be that person. So when I'm talking about behaviors that the future version of you is going to do, I'm absolutely not talking about restriction or deprivation. I'm not talking about saying no to all your favorite foods or restricting your diet to a deficit that is like so small that you're not even able to function properly. I'm not talking about a game of willpower and forcing yourself to eat less and then obsessively working out when you overeat. None of that is part of what I'm talking about. Please, for the love of good food and fine wine, do not do that. Make it your goal to eat enough food to actually support proper functioning of your body. And then to support the goals and gains that you're trying to achieve. Because if you're not eating enough food, you're not going to be able to function properly. You're going to be tired. You're going to have a headache. You're going to be angry all the time. You're not going to be able to do the workout that you need to be doing. You're not going to be able to show up the way that you need to show up at work. You're not going to sleep well. So, you know, eat enough food. Train a reasonable amount. I have done the overtraining route. As an Ironman athlete, a four-time Ironman athlete, I know what overtraining looks like. And for certain periods and certain seasons, that's a thing. We do that. There's a reason behind it, and it makes sense. But then you make sure that you have the rest and recovery required to continue life after that. And I've said it before, if you are racing Ironman, please do not try and lose weight at the same time. That is not healthy for your body. Move on. Get a reasonable amount of exercise, ideally, you know, whatever works for your schedule. But I like three to four times of strength training a week and throw in a couple sessions of cardio. Nothing crazy. Please don't go overboard with the cardio. But also don't neglect your cardio because it's important. And to get an adequate amount of rest and recovery. Get great sleep and include some social time and fun with your family and friends. Because if you're not doing that last part, why are you even here? All of that to say that whatever behaviors you're choosing, don't let them take over your life. You need to still be living. This is why we call it lifestyle change. I'm not trying to talk to you like you're idiots, because you're not. You already know this. But <laughs> I just have to throw in this caveat because sometimes people get a little bit crazy and we can't be having that happen. So 
Make sure that any lifestyle change means fitting new supportive and nurturing behaviors into your life. Cool. Also, make it joyful. Find joy in the movement. Find ways to make fabulous, delicious food that is also healthy. And yes, it is possible. Trust me, I know I'm a chef. You can make food delicious and healthy. What? Yes, I know. Um, <laughs> also, find ways to make being healthy a social thing. Find a community to be a part of that's pursuing similar goals. There's that word again, community. I know, it's really something that I think that I want to build for you all, a way that even on our toughest days, in our darkest moments, we never have to feel alone, that there's always someone to reach out to who's on a similar journey. It's gonna be an inclusive place where you can feel safe, connected, and valued. Okay, so big dreams aside, one of the biggest things that can help you make exponential progress and that a lot of people find the hardest time doing is actually investing in yourself. I know a lot of y'all are people pleasers. You put your family first, you go all out for your friends, and then you forget to take care of yourself. And you forget that making sure that you're healthy, making sure that you're flourishing, is actually going to help you serve people better in the long run. So whether that's just reading personal development books, listening to this podcast, joining communities that empower you, or even going so far as to invest in a coach, shameless plug, remember, take time to make sure that your needs are being met. And I know in one podcast, not sure which, or maybe it's a newsletter, I talked about figuring out what your needs are so that you can ask to help have them get met. You know, whether that is, hey, can you go to the grocery store and buy these things? Hey, can you do the dishes? Hey, can you do the laundry? Hey, can you pick this thing up? Whatever it is, make sure that your needs are getting met, whether that is social time with friends or not social time with friends because you need to be home and recover, whether that is going to the gym, getting in your workout, getting in your exercise, that's the same thing, Morgan, getting in your steps, whatever it is, make sure your needs are being met. And investing in yourself is part of that in whatever capacity that you are inclined to pursue. I have a business coach. Prior to October, I had a fitness coach for six months because I wanted to have a progressive overload program to help with my strength training so that I could actually build some muscle and feel like I was making progress in the gym without having to worry about what to do exactly. So I think it's really beneficial to have a coach, but I recognize not everybody is in a position to do that. So whether you're getting help from books online books online. Yeah, there are books online. Amazon, Kindle, you name it, podcasts, even just other people that you talk to or people you follow. Get inspired, get empowered, join people who are doing like-minded things. Find a way to invest in your own health, if that means buying new gym equipment, if that means buying healthier food, if that just means taking extra five minutes in the morning to breathe and have some mindful moments. You don't have to buy anything. You don't have to spend any money to put yourself first. Some other perspective shifts to work on. You're not behind. I know it feels like we're behind. It always feels like there's more that needs to be doing, doing, done. More that needs to be done. There's never enough time in the day. We're never living up to our full potential. But you're not behind. There is no timeline. There is no finish line. Time is actually a fucking concept we created. 
you are literally existing now. So don't let the urgency and the need to be fitter, slimmer, skinnier, stronger, be the thing that drives you to feel anxious and pressure and shame and guilt when you don't show up in a certain way that you expect yourself to. Because you're not behind. You're exactly where you need to be on your journey. And that's okay. And if you get there, you know, that's amazing. And if you don't, that's okay too. Nobody can decide what it is that you end up doing, what changes you make, what behaviors you choose to implement. That's up to you. Now, I know circumstances, whatever, dictate our life. I get that. I understand that. But I'm just saying, don't feel rushed to get to a certain weight loss goal by a certain event or a certain time period or a certain holiday just because society says, oh, this is the way. It's not the fucking way. You do what you want. That also means that you have to lower your expectations on what you can achieve in the amount of time that you think that you can achieve it. Because I can guarantee you, you have set your expectations way too high. Bring them back down to reality, okay? What can you show up for? What can you actually make change for? What can you make time for? What is going to fit into your schedule with four kids and three jobs and two cars and I don't know what your life holds, but like, you get my point. <laughs> Be realistic. But also push yourself. So, you know, it's, it's a good, interesting dichotomy there. Make sure the process is fun. Making something enjoyable is going to ensure that you actually stick to it for the long haul. I mean, that's why I say no quick fixes, no fad diets, no gimmicks, none of that shit. Because you won't stick to it. You'll start it and be like, well, why is this not working? Or you'll do it, you'll lose 10 pounds, and then it's not going to stick because it's not maintainable, and you'll just gain it back threefold and be like, well, that was a waste of my life. Lifestyle habit change, y'all. Lifestyle habit change. I don't need to tell you. Losing weight is a chaotic journey of ups and downs. The number on the scale doesn't actually give you a full representation of what is going on in your body. You know that. You could be gaining muscle, that's going to make the scale go up. Drinking water, eating food, being bloated, that's going to make the scale go up. It's not about the scale number. Try not to think about a specific number when you think about body transformation. Instead, think about how you want to feel in your body. What do you want to be able to do? And I stress that last question. What do you want to be able to do? Because, as an athlete... I find the easiest way for me to make progress is to have a goal. And to me, that usually means I put a race on the calendar and I work towards that race. It's a very scientific process and I can see the change, I can see the growth, I can see the numbers that I have to work towards. Instead of having a scale number, it's I want to be able to run this race. I am not a fast athlete, so I don't usually ever make time goals as far as races are concerned. For me, it's just a finish thing, which is absolutely valid. But like I know some people who they want to go hike this mountain. That's their goal. Or they want to be able to walk around Ireland on a tour group without feeling broken and tired and hurting themselves or getting injured. What is it in your life that you want to be able to do that would require you to change your body in a way that would support that type of movement or activity or whatever? So how do you want to feel and what do you want to be able to do? 
do you want to be able to do a pull-up? Guys, I can't even do a pull-up. So <laughs> it's not a goal of mine, but like it's not something I can actively do currently. I don't think. I, I haven't really been trying, but yeah. Do you want to do a pull-up? I'm not that great at push-ups either, but I'm working on it. I still kind of do the modified version, but I'm working on my courage to do the full body version. I think part of my fear of looking stupid keeps showing up every time I try and do them, so I have to do them in private. But I'm working on it, so side tangent. Anyways, so as I mentioned in the beginning, one of the biggest hurdles that people struggle with when trying to lose weight is their relationship with food. On the days that we're tired, stressed, emotional, etc., many of us just turn to food for comfort. I mean, I still do it. But I've actually developed the awareness to know when I feel like this. And I can notice when it's happening and still stay in control. So I don't end up on autopilot and eating my way through a pint of ice cream, which is what the old me would have done. So when you're thinking about the future version of you, think about what tools and strategies they might have that allow them to stay in tune with their body and mind and navigate these situations, you know, when you're tired, stressed, and hungry, or emotional, and that's going to affect your relationship with food. Shameless plug, because it's my podcast, and I can talk about whatever I want. In the next two weeks or so, I'm going to be dropping a freebie with 60 strategies to navigate that exact situation. So stay tuned for that. If you are not already subscribed to my podcast, why not? But also, if you want to be one of the first people to know when my freebie drops, get on my email list. It's linked in the show notes. So often when I meet with clients, one of the things that comes up is when they had moments in their week when their emotions were high or they were overly tired and had a hard day and how they ended up having unplanned binges on whatever was in their fridge. Now, I have to say it is beyond my scope of practice to help anyone with a diagnosed eating disorder. But emotional eating is one of the things that many of us work through. And I know the old me spent many nights turning to food for emotional support when I was particularly down or stressed. So I get it. It happens to a lot of us. The solution that the leveled up version of you has is that they've developed the awareness to notice their triggers and to note when these times of strife are coming up. And I'm going to say it over and over and over again. Awareness is the key. It gives you the time to notice what is happening and how you feel. Do a quick check-in. How are your emotions, stress, energy, and of course hunger, because sometimes you're just hungry. But taking the time to do a quick check-in, to pay attention, creates space for you to make a new decision and to stay out of autopilot. So it's not something that you can learn overnight. I work with all my clients to continually practice awareness in all areas of their lives. But how can you bring more awareness into your day? Today, right now, take a beat, tune in. What is happening in your body? Where are you carrying tension? Did you get enough sleep last night? How are you feeling? How are you experiencing stress? You probably won't be able to detect things right away. That's okay. It's a cumulative process. So the more you begin to pay attention, the more you notice, etc. It's about slowing down. In this world of hustle culture and fast-paced instant gratification, we have so much busyness and stimulation happening around us that we don't know how to shut it all off and tune it out. Like, we just don't. 
don't give up if you're not able to connect with your body right away. I mean, I still have trouble shutting it all off. The rush of to-do lists and the anxiety of needing to get everything done. It's always in there. But practicing mindfulness moments, taking deep breaths, and taking that extra time to do a check-in. That's where the learning happens. So leveling up is a practice in patience and in figuring out what will work for you and your specific needs and circumstances. And the way that you develop a CEO mindset for your business is very similar to the way that you develop a mindset for how you want to change behavior and develop new lifestyle habits and become the better version, the more healthier version of you. It's not going to happen overnight. takes a lot of patience. But ultimately, the choice is yours. So as I said earlier, go get your journal, listen to this episode, write down some of the questions, and do a little, little research. What are the behaviors that you want to be able to level up with? Knowing what direction you're going to pursue or go in is the first step in figuring out how to get there. You can't go there if you don't know where you're going. Cliche as fuck. Okay. Anyways, <laughs> hopefully some of this was useful for you. If I provided value in any way, please subscribe, leave me a rating or review, and hop on my email list so you don't miss the drop of my 60 strategies to help you navigate emotional eating freebie. And as always, endlessly appreciative to all of my listeners, and you are awesome. Until next time, ciao!